Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. It's one of the most well-known scriptures, one of the most provocative scriptures in all of the New Testament. Um, and we hear it not once every three years, but because the story is almost identical in Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel, it comes up every year. And we have probably wrestled with it throughout our lives, trying to figure out how to make sense of, of words that are so challenging. Um, if you're like me, you've probably looked for loopholes. Um, we've heard the ones where, well, maybe it's not the eye of a sewing needle, but it's one of the gates that goes into Jerusalem. Uh, maybe we rest on the grace and the fact that Jesus knows that it's not possible to live fully good in this life. But it's provocative nonetheless, and it's challenging, and it probably has caused all of us to live a little bit differently. I don't want to lose the radicalness of today's lesson, but it does have me thinking about a story from many years ago. Um, I've shared before, I went to a small Episcopal school up through eighth grade. There were about 19 of us in the graduating eighth grade class, only a handful of girls. So if I wanted to... Um, me and many of my friends, we wanted to get out and, and see the world, so we'd often sign up to go to other events at other schools. And um, those schools would often have sign-ins, and you'd have to mark where you went to, to school if you wanted to go to one of the dances. So we were excited in seventh grade when we got to go to the St. Agnes Middle School Dance. We were finally going to get to see lots of other girls. And one of my friends... Um, he took a Dr. Pepper bottle, a two-liter Dr. Pepper bottle, and he poured out some of the Dr. Pepper, filled the rest with vodka, and we went to the dance. Now, I wasn't an angel growing up. Y'all probably have figured this out already. But I wasn't that bad. <laughs> yet. <laughs> Not that it matters. And so my friend was over there in the corner with his two-liter Dr. Pepper bottle, and the rest of us were like, that's kind of brave and bold, and yet we weren't comfortable enough to be with him, so we kind of kept our distance. But you can imagine if you go to a middle school dance with a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper, there's going to be at some point some teachers that are wondering what is going on. So I was not called to be picked up because I was not over there in the corner, but on Monday, there was Father Merchant calling me into his office. John, what have you done? I haven't done anything. What are you talking about? Well, one of your friends that you were with was at a dance with acting in a way that does not reflect the values of the school. Yes, sir, but I didn't do anything. 
To which Father Merchant looks like, I'm close to throwing you out of this school, but I didn't do anything. And his response still kind of haunts me today. That's the problem. You didn't do anything. It's interesting in our scriptures that the man is proud of all the things that he hasn't done. I mean, he's lived his life in a way that probably most of us have lived. We've, I don't, you know, God's grace far extends beyond anything we could have done, but most of us probably haven't killed anyone. We haven't for the most of the sake, we try to honor our parents. We don't cheat. We don't steal. And yet he still hasn't found the kingdom of God. He's lived his life the way that probably most of us live our lives. And then Jesus challenges them. He looks at him. He looks at him with love. I mean, it's a powerful. He looks him in the eye. It's captured in the Greek. We don't hear it in English. And he invites him into a different way of being. He says, no, there's something that you must do. For you, it's to give away everything that you have. As bold as I want to be to tell you to do that, I'm not sure that's going to solve all the problems of this world. But it is a reminder that this walk of faith takes risk and it takes action on our part. And oddly, one of the things that I find the most challenging for me in the last 18 months is I want to be more guarded and protected with my time. I want to be more guarded and protected with what it is that I do. And so as I hear these words today, it's a challenge of taking risks. I mean, bold risk and discomfort to find what we're seeking. But it's an action that the man has to do. He has to risk those things that provide him comfort and security so much so that he won't if it's truly possible. He walks away grieving. And then maybe we hear that reminder that it's okay that all things are possible with God. And we rest a little bit easier. A friend told me that one of the things that's been helpful for her is this question. When she wakes up in the morning, she asks herself, today, how do I give my life to God? It's a question of asking us to do something. What is it, what's the action that we're going to take today to give our lives to God? And so this morning, I give you that question as a spiritual practice, as an invitation. Because just going along as we always have, (laughs) I 
give up. <laughs> Just going on as we always have doesn't mean that we will find the kingdom. It takes something on our part, a response to the invitation from God. So how will you give your lives over to God this morning and each day forth? Amen.